0: Waiting on the world to change. Are you really? Are you really waiting for the world to change? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The fact is, you have to change your thinking if you want to change your life. If you're waiting on the world to change, watch out. You know, we're in a war. We've talked about this. It is a battle. And most of the battles are won and lost in our minds. In fact, I believe it's almost impossible to live a positive life if you're consumed with negative thoughts in your your mind all the time. So if you want to change your life, you change what you think. We become what we think. And that's why we've spent all this time talking about your thoughts matter so much. Because your thoughts will influence the words you say. Your words will influence your actions. And your actions, at some point, will become habits. And they'll determine the direction you go. And ultimately, they'll determine your destination. You know, we're going to kind of close this series today. And I want to focus on something very, very... uh, I believe, uh, relevant, and it's an issue that is consuming too many people today. You know, the evil one has a plan, and his plan is very simple. Steal, kill, destroy. You know, the evil one's waging a war, and it is a battle for your mind. If he can get this, he's got you. You know, the Apostle Paul, he writes these words. Uh, He's in a Roman prison, and he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your what? And your? Mind. In Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. You know, and Paul, he continues, and this is a verse we've looked at numerous times in, in, throughout this series. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Your thoughts, what you think, has enormous power in your life. And then Paul's going to proclaim, and very boldly, he proclaims this. He says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. In other words, we're not just hearers of God's Word, but we're to be doers of God's Word. We're to put it into practice, and, and here we go. And the peace of God will be with you. You've probably heard that phrase many times. May the peace of God be with you. You know, it echoes. May may the peace of God guard your heart and your minds. And I don't know about you, but I want that. I want that kind of peace in my life. I want peace that will guard my heart and my mind. And so I just want to ask this, and don't raise your hand or anything, but do you ever worry? (laughs) Do you ever fret? Do any of you ever have runaway thoughts? You know, you you look around at everything in the world, and and things are going just crazy. They're, They're just messed up. And so what happens is just a simple thought, and off you go. You know, fear, anxiety, worry. You know, some of you, uh, you're waiting for the world to change. You're still waiting. And what I would say to you is think different. You have to think different. The the fact is, some of you are worried about your grades. And so this is how, how the runaway goes. Because... You're worried about your grades because if they're not good enough, well then you can't get in the right college. And if you don't get in the right college, well, you can't get the right degree. You can't get the right job, then you'll never be able to marry the right person. And, and then you get married and you have kids, and guess what? You're gonna worry about them. You know, you're know, you gonna worry about their education. You're gonna worry about drugs and sex and rock and roll. Oh, wait a minute, violence. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna worry about the car insurance, braces, grades, who they date, what college they're gonna to go to if they keep their grades up. In fact, you're gonna worry so much it's gonna give you a headache. And then you're gonna worry you might have a brain tumor. <laughs> Here's my point just one thought, one little thought, and it's a runaway train. What you think about moves you in a direction. Which is a really good thing if what you think about is true and lovely and admirable and pure and good. But the problem is when you think about the things that make you worry, that create anxiety, that amp up the fear, those kind of things take you in a different direction, don't they? Those things aren't helpful. Those things are not what God intended for your life. They're not. God, God designed your brain. You know, there's a little sector in your brain, the amygdala, the, the, the little little section, it's the, the core fierce system in your brain. It's the part that when you're afraid, it goes into overdrive. It's the part that's wired, flight or fight. In other words, you perceive something as uh, dangerous, harmful. It's the part of the brain that's the rapid response. The adrenaline in your body pumps. Boom, you got. You know, for example, you're walking along and all of a sudden you see a poisonous snake. You respond rapidly, don't you? You run, you run for your life. Poison snake, get away. You know, it's the part that you're driving along and somebody gets over into your lane. It's the part that kicks in. In fact, it accelerates your response And so you swerve or you break or whatever it is you need to do. You you respond so fast you didn't even think about it. You ever been sitting in bed at night and hear a loud noise that wakes you up? And immediately you think, intruder. And so the brain takes control of you. And so you either hide under the bed or you grab the... Lamp on the state and become, you know, Kung Fu all of a sudden. Yeah. This part of the brain is not objective. It's got one role. Protect. It is wired for survival. You know, that's why that little section, amygdala, it has to be held in check by the frontal cortex. All right. It's the logical part of the brain. It's the part of the brain that it uh, takes that fear center, and it, when it gets out of control, it kind of calls it into check. You know. So so in the middle of the night, you hear that loud sound, and the adrenaline starts pumping. You know, you're, you're trying to figure out what to do. And, and your immediate response is, protect yourself. But the logical side of your brain says, what was that? Maybe, maybe, maybe a little limb fell and hit the roof. You know, maybe some ice broke loose and scraped down the side of the house. The two parts of the brain work together. Without that frontal cortex, the fear center just goes unchecked. Friends, the brain—it's fearfully, wonderfully made. It is a God-given design. And here's the problem: if you're not careful in this world, that that fear center will will kind of run at will in your life. your, your brain will get used to responding to everything in an unhealthy way. And it allows you to live in fear. Continually, worrying, unending anxiety. This pathway that it creates, this narrow pathway we talked about last week, becomes so well-traveled that we just get used to it Friends, Jesus did not say, let your hearts be troubled. He didn't say that. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Paul comes along and he doesn't say, be anxious about everything. Freak out about it. He says, do not be anxious about what? Anything. Anything. What's anything mean? Well, it means anything. You know, in other words, don't don't be anxious about the test you got coming up. Don't be anxious about the project. Don't be anxious about the market, about politics. Don't be anxious about your finances. You know, don't be anxious about the future. Don't be anxious about anything that could happen, might not happen. Don't be anxious about... Anything, and anything means anything. But in every situation, here we go. In every situation, that, that situation you're facing, relational challenge, that financial struggle, you know, what, whatever it is you're dealing with locationally, maybe you got rental issues going on, and maybe you're fighting in an addiction. Whatever it is, whatever, in every situation with thanksgiving, with, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you know, all these things. What do, you, what do you do? What do you do here? Present your request to God. Give them to God. You know, give give it all to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, doesn't make sense. You know, the math doesn't work here. It's beyond your ability to really understand it. But it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, the peace of God protects you. And so the question comes, how how do you get that kind of heavenly peace in your life? Well, we experience through the pathway prayer. And here's the problem I see, and I, I see this all the time. Many times prayer is the last resort. I hear it too often. Hear people go, well, all we can do now is pray. <laughs> what? I, I imagine God when he hears that, just shakes his head and goes, wow, you're, you're down to me, huh? Sound like a Hail Mary. <laughs> wow, I'm in trouble now. No, no, no. Prayer should never be a last resort. In fact, it is the first line of defense and the first line of offense in life. You know, the Hebrew writer says, let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. God hears your prayers. You know, so many times you don't have because you don't ask. You know, when, when you go to God, you've you got to remember this. You're going to the creator of the universe. You know, the one that, that holds the moon and the stars and the planets in place. You know, the one that parted the sea so that the Israelites could leave slavery. You know, the one that brought Jesus Christ alive out of the grave as victorious. I mean, that's the kind of God you're praying to. You, You have an audience with the Heavenly Father. Scripture says, Abba, your Heavenly Daddy. You know, He hears your prayers. I mean, you can wait for the world to change. Good luck with that. Where you can pray to God. You can reach out to a God that, that hears your prayer, a God that responds. And, and here's the thing. Not only does God hear your prayer and it, it moves his heart, okay? That's one thing, but prayer changes your heart. and get this. Changes your mind. It plays an important role in renewing your mind. You know, I was reading a few decades ago, neurologists believed that the brain did not change. That once you were an adolescent, it just kind of stayed the same. Now, that's not true. But they believed that for, for centuries. People believed that. Today, what we know is that the brain is constantly changing and evolving and rewiring itself. Again, God created it fearfully and wonderfully. And so as you experience things in your life, as you think things, think thoughts, guess what the brain's doing? It's rewiring itself. It's got a technical term. It's known as neuroplasticity. And so you think things over and over and over and over and over. And it gets easier for you to think that thought. And what happens is that pathway opens up. It becomes the prominent pathway for living. Which again is good news if you're thinking about good things. It is not good news if you're thinking negative, destructive stuff. And I want you to stay with me. I will pull this together, trust me. There's one more term. It's called narrow theology. It's a study. Uh, basically, it's the relationship between the brain and the belief of God. It's, it's a growing area of study. And there have been numerous... Uh, Studies done that talk about the effect of prayer on the brain, and what they have found is that prayer changes your brain. And in fact, if you want to do further reading on it, uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, uh, leading authority in this area, this area of science, and she cites in from her research she made into a book. It's called "Switch On Your Brain," and what she found was. 12 minutes of prayer, daily focused prayer, over a period of eight weeks, all right? Two months. Change the brain to such an extent that it could actually be seen on a brain scan. See, prayer not only changes the heart of God, it changes your brain. Prayer will rewire your brain it heals the brain. It renews your mind. In fact, it will actually alter the brain's chemistry to a degree. That's why Paul writes this. He says, Do not be conformed to this world, conform to its patterns, the thought process of, of culture, but be transformed. All right? Be transformed. I mean, I think, how, how, do we, how do we do that? By the renewing of your mind. Think different. Think different. Renew your mind. Think different. Why? So that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God's word renews your, your mind. Praying to God transforms you in a way. And so here's here's the question. Why do you worry? Why do you freak out? Why do you lay awake at night living on the edge in some area of your life? The magdala, again, that part of your brain is taken over. Panic. Survival. Fear. It's bad. It's, it's just going to get worse. No, it's, it's, it's too late. That is the neurological condition and situation. It's how the world thinks. Paul. Paul takes a theological position. Paul says, you know, your, your mind, it's dominated by the patterns of this world. It's dominated by a, a bent toward a sinful nature. Your mind, you're thinking like culture, So, so you have fear, anxiety, worry. You you live in it. And at some point, and Paul's going to make this clear, you have to decide. You have to decide are you going to believe the promises of God? Are you going to believe and trust that God has the power to deal with whatever the situation is? But it's a decision that you got to make. And I'll tell you, friends, whatever choice you make here, it has a powerful outcome. You know, Paul, Paul says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, you know, what, what do they do? Well, he says, think about sinful things. That's what they do. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, well, what do they do? Think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what? Oh, come on, say it with excitement. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to. You have a choice to make. And the choice is what are you going to think about? Are you going to think about things that that hurt, destroy, that lead you down that path toward death, you know, less than living? Or are you going to think about the things and allow your brain to, to rewire and think about things that lead to peace and life? Anybody want peace in their life? You have to decide. The thoughts you think will determine which way you go. You know, Christ followers. That's why I've said through this, every thought, every thought, take captive. Take it captive. And think about what you're thinking about. And if anything's inconsistent with God's word, you don't dwell on it. You toss it out. You go, I don't buy that. Because you're not going to be dominated by anything that goes against God. You know, when you choose to to follow God and follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit, when when you renew your mind with with the Word of God, when you renew it, it and you pray and you seek God and pursue God, it leads not to anxiety, not to fear, not to stress, not to panic. No, none of those things. I mean, when you choose to allow the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, to control your thoughts, it changes your brain. You find you think different in your life. I, I would encourage some of you, because I, I know for some of you, this what I'm talking about, it's a battle. It's a battle, okay? And we're all in a battle of some sort that way. But I would challenge you to actually get a box. You know, like a shoe box, you know, a small jewelry box, whatever. Put it on on the counter. And every time you worry about something or concern about something, burdened by something, you know, that stuff that makes your mind race, Get a piece of paper and write down whatever that worry is. And then put it in the box. It's a symbol, all right? Symbolically, you're giving that to God. You're giving God the worry. You're going to give God that anxiety, that fear, that situation. You know, it might be something involving one of your children, or it might be a vocational thing issue or something that's consuming your thoughts these days. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You write it down. You put it in the box. And you just say, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving you this situation. I'm trusting you with this. And so... When you start worrying about that thing again, maybe you wake up, anybody ever wake up in the middle of the night and it's there and now you can't go to sleep? Well, what you do when that worry comes back, you make a choice. You get up, you go over to the box, dig through the worries and find the worry and go, hey God, don't trust you with this one. I'm taking it back. I'm going to handle this. Or You remind yourself. I gave it to God. God, I know you can be trusted with it. You know, let this one go. Friends, if you learn to give it all to God, it changes things. It really does. I love the uh, amplified version. It kind of gives you all the Greek... uh, Meanings plus to a, to a scripture but it says, cast all your cares all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns you know, everything all that stuff you're carrying once and for all on him, for he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully see, God's Paying attention. God can be trusted. And i want to say something, because so, I don't want anybody leaving here going, you yeah, know, oh, this is what he was saying. I am not talking about living in denial, okay? All right? I'm not talking about that. You know, I'm not talking about living irresponsibly in life. You know, not doing anything about a situation, just sit back and see what happens. You, you do what you can do, all right? You do what you can do. Does that make sense? You do what you can do. So, for instance, you've got a big exam and you're freaking out about it. You're going to study. You're going to study hard. You're going to read the books. You're going to watch whatever you need to watch. And you're going to prepare. You're not going to goof off with your friends. You're not going to play video games. You're going to study. You do what you can do. And then you give God what you can't do. It works in every area. You know, you've got a financial issue. You're going to create a budget. You're going to seek advice. You're going to spend less than you make. Cut back on some things. You know, whatever the situation, you do what you can do. And then you give God what you cannot do in your life. You know, you can't heal that person. You can't control that situation. You can't change that person. You can only do what you can do. And then you give God what you cannot do. And you trust God with what you can't do. That's how you get a handle on it. Some of you are waiting for the world to change. You're waiting for this situation to change, that. You're waiting for, you know, someday, 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 someday. And in the process, you're living in fear. Worry, 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 worry. Live with all that anxiety. I just want to challenge you for a moment to just imagine you get up tomorrow morning and your heart's full of peace. You you have a deep sense of trust in a great big God that's more than capable of handling whatever it is that you feel needs handling. A peace that goes beyond understanding—it doesn't make sense. I mean, I want you to imagine that in in your life. It just doesn't make sense, but it works. Here's what a that kind of peace, that kind of peace, is absolutely possible in life, but it's choice. It's deciding where your mind is going to focus and dwell and live. You want to change your life. You change your thoughts. You want peace in your life? Change your thoughts. You want a better day? You change your thoughts. You want a better marriage? Or you want things to go smoother at work. You change your thoughts. Think different, think different, think different, think different. So many things, friends, can, can be changed by just thinking different. You know, that's, that's the whole point. I, I told you, my, my frustration level gets sky high And I'll hear the same stuff over and over and over. And sometimes I just finally, I'll get a hold of someone and just go, quit, stop. What are you doing? Think different. Think different. That's why I did this series. Because it's just like, I want us to realize if we just think different, we can't go a different direction a different way. So, my word to you today, think different. You got a problem? Think different. You got a struggle? Think different. You got a challenge? You think different. And you put God in the center of it. And you trust God. Do what you can and trust God with what you can't. You go, well, that sounds pretty simple. It is simple. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but it is simple. You just got to keep trying. You get up tomorrow and you find yourself thinking the old way, then get up the next day and go, do it today. And you just keep doing it until you get it right. You just, uh, let's, let's bow on a word for it. Our holy God, God, I know that uh, just about all of us have some area, some area, Lord, that we worry, we fret, We we can't get out of our head. What if, what if, what if? God, I pray that uh, today would be a new day. That we choose a new way. God, that it would start in our brain, our minds. That through your Holy Spirit, we would start thinking differently about the situation, about the challenge whatever it is Lord God you're a big God you're more than capable of dealing with whatever it is we're dealing with so today Lord we give you we give you that concern we give you that worry, that fear that struggle that negativity God we're going to quit thinking like the world we want to think like followers of you God, give us the strength to do that. May we honor you with all we say and all we do. God, we know that all starts with what we think. May we honor you with our thoughts. May they be pleasing to you, acceptable. May they be perfect, Lord. We give you the glory this day and every day. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And God's people said, Amen. So we're going to do a little different uh, this morning as they're playing and uh, we're worshiping. If you've got something, you know, it may be in any area of your life, but you go, today's a new day. I'm going to start thinking a new way because I believe God's got a better way for me. Then at some point, you just stand up where, where you're at during the song and say, I'm claiming that now. Today's a day. Today's a new day. Today's a new day at work or a new day with my kid, whatever. And you just do it as a statement of faith. Don't worry. I know how this goes. Well, what if nobody else stands up? What if it? Quit, quit. Think different. It doesn't matter. They won't even see you probably. You know, you just give it to God today. Make today the day that you change. Listen